is one phrase we all know that starts the podcast off correctly. Hey, y'all. Welcome oh, to... No, 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 not that. Uh, and it's Felina. Oh, my God. Now you may actually begin. <laughs> well, hey, y'all. We're back at back. We're back backstage at the Blue Blue Bird. Um, I'm Johnny Ellis. Uh, with me, as always, is Andrew Jones. And the deep, deep down, down. And we are here with uh, the first episode of season two of Nashville. I fall to pieces. I mean, Jeez. we've had a week off. But the, uh, a song based by the Velvet Revolver, as I said when we were watching. Uh, no, it's... I uh, alone three, I fall I'm, to pieces. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's named after the Patsy Cline song, which was... Um, Recorded on 16th of November, uh, 1960, and released 30th of January, 1961. Four to Pieces, Velvet Revolver song. It's a power ballad written and performed by Velvet Revolver that appears on the debut album Contraband in 2004. Band's nice. third single reached number 67 on the Billboard Hot 100, number one on the mainstream rock chart. It was Patsy Cline's second hit single to cross over onto the pop charts, and her first number one hit on country charts. The song's lyrics are about then-lead singer Scott Wellen's battle with heroin and its toll on his relationship with his wife, model Mary Forsberg. It was featured on the album Showcase, which also featured Crazy. The song's music video follows the meaning of the song, showing Wellen struggling to maintain his relationship with his wife, who appears in the video as herself. It depicts Scott going through an overdose, but being rescued by Duff McKeegan. It was written by Hank Cochran and Harlan Howard. Slash on, no. <laughs> I've got no more facts. <laughs> um, well, yeah, we're, make up we're... facts. I mean, it's fine to make up facts. We're in a world where we can make up facts now. It's all good. <laughs> we're here. Um, we're here talking uh, Nashville season two, episode one. I fall to pieces. Directed by Michael Waxman, his second of four episodes, and written by Dee Johnson, uh, her second of five episodes. Yeah, I wondered why this one Waxman. was quite a sore opening, and it turns out because we got a load of wax off our chest. <laughs> Oh, just ripped it off us. I mean, there's so, a lot to come back the, to. There's a lot to come back to. In fact, the first thing is Patsy Klein. Yeah. What? I don't think they're all um, named after Patsy Klein. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but even that is more than season one has ever offered us. True, true. What up with that? Well, I told you. I'm saying Jason Sudeikis has just started doing the Running Man next week. What's up with that? <laughs> I told you it's only season one that's named all after um, the other guy <laughs> who I've forgotten already. Uh, Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> What's his name? You know it. You've just been awkward. <laughs> I was going to say Harlan <laughs> Williams. Harlan Williams. Um, what is Hank his Marvin name? Marshall? Hank Williams, thank you. Hank Williams. Hank Marvin Marshall. Um, well, uh, oh, shall we get into it? Because there's a lot to get into. Is there? A lot happening. Yeah, I think there's a lot that's does... happening. Yeah. Really? Because, yeah. I, Name one thing that happened in the season two premiere of the TV show Nashville. One thing. Based um, on the hit movie <laughs> Nashville, based on the novel Push by Sapphire. <laughs> one thing that happened. Is uh, the episode opened? Um, oh right, okay. hissing liquid dripping um, out of the car that has just been crashed by Rainer. Um, and we hear this weird noise. Deacon is grunting. 
not not just Deacon's grunting. Oh yeah. You hear this weird noise and you see here. Bumblebee? Bumblebee, where are you? This is Optimus Prime. Autobots, <laughs> transform and roll out. Yeah, it was a weird crossover. They, they leave the they leave the vicinity. <laughs> um, and suddenly you hear Shia LaBeouf screaming, No, 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 and then he does horrible things and he shoots a dog and he's a bad person and it's cancelled forever. <laughs> Uh, well, we find out that uh, Deacon's at least still alive. still alive. He's he's grunting. He 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 drags himself and Raina outside of the car. Now I remember this shot very differently. Okay, I remember there's this shot of an empty car and just Raina laying there. No, not and yet. For some not reason, <laughs> for some reason, somehow magically she's dragged out of the car and there's no one else there. <laughs> I thought you were gonna at least play ball for the first few scenes and then when the thing happened. All right. Well, I can't believe they they got rid of Charles Esten and decided as, hey, Deke is not a character anymore. It's as bold interpretation. Point, it's very if, Twin Peaks. If anyone upsets um, Scarlet in this show, they are instantly written off by Andrew. Um, you remember and... the famous scene in Spider-Man <laughs> in which the Green Goblin is threatening to ruin children and Mary Jane, and then rocks are thrown at him. And the guy, the New York guy goes, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. Right. That's Peter Scooter. Yeah, but, you know, it's her uncle. Anyway, we haven't yeah, even no, got I know. to that It was yet. very uncle. You're right. <laughs> Too shame. We haven't even got to that bit yet. We haven't so got he's... there, but he's cancelled. <laughs> That's right. Disney just fired him. Well, now we're going to flash back. And this That's is, is going to be. This is going to be so... <laughs> This is going to be such an awkward episode because there's a okay, lot right. of scenes so with Deacon. Flashback. Um, we flash back uh, to Deacon and Raina's younger days. Is that uh, what that was? Yeah. I didn't get that as a flashback. What did you get it as? I was assuming this was some sort of fantastical alternate reality situation. What, you thought it was like in Raina's coma? Well, yeah, in some ways in Raina's coma because I can tell you it wasn't a flashback because they looked the same age. <laughs> they were not 20 <laughs> years before. I think they tried to make him look like, you know... Well, then, if they tried, Shani, let me tell you, they did not succeed. There's a different, like, look... This is a a very defiant bloods. We're going to have to... Netflix haven't given us enough money to actually de-age, so we're going to have to uh, work around that and just have it, like, uh, metaphorical. They're still the same age back in the Vietnam flashbacks because they didn't really leave, so their flashbacks are still them at an old age or some shit. Exactly, that's how they've done this. Yeah, Yeah, and it still doesn't work. Still, um, it, didn't, it didn't work with uh, with a Spike Lee joint. It doesn't work with a well wa- with a Waxman movie <laughs> in installment. In this uh, flashback, um, Deacon shows Raina her dream home, her dream house, um, and she says he's not it's covered in to... <laughs> She There's says a place he... for Ken. <laughs> she says he's not supposed to be making big decisions after rehab. Um. And he says, thank you for loving me more than I deserve. And then we cut to Raina in a coma. Uh, the doctors have put her in the coma. She's in the hospital. Tandy and the girls are watching over her. Tandy and um, Deacon's daughter and Teddy's daughter um, now, are watching over her. And it's been two weeks. Yeah, okay, it's been two weeks. Um, for some reason, Maddie has grown a foot. <laughs> These kids... 
<laughs> Which means that uh, every time there's a Maddie and Daphne shot, now it's a Maddie shot than a Daphne shot because you can't get the two of them in frame together. <laughs> there's no way to be eye level whatsoever anymore. I didn't even think about that. I was watching it thinking this is weird now because they can't really be on the same <laughs> thing together unless it's a really wide shot. They're in different or, sets. Or it's a like Dutch a angle. You've got to really Dutch out the angle. <laughs> Um, well, Deacon is in court uh, with his arm in sling and in, um, he's got an orange, or, in jumpsuit. orange jumpsuit. And he's got some it chains on. Black. He's got some he chains on him as well. He does indeed. He looks like he could be a real Spider-Man villain. Yeah. I feel like he could be, you know, Paul Giamatti if he wants to be. I think he's got that kind of like edgy and lazy attitude. I can see that. I, I, I associate uh, the Spider-Man <laughs> 2 with being both edgy and lazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I say that someone who has watched it recently in 3D. Two things no one should ever say about the Amazing Spider-Man 2 in the year of our Lord 2021. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> well Teddy's, Teddy's watching in the audience. No, what should you call it? He's in the court. Yeah, he's in the court and he's watching. Sitting. And he's making sure... That Deacon's not going to get away with this. Because as far as they're aware, Deacon is the one that crashed the car. Uh, so, a $1 million bail has been set for Deacon. Deacon doesn't want a lawyer. Wait, how much? $1 million. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that little music cue. Um... <laughs> Don't worry, we're going to cut to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Deacon doesn't want a lawyer. Uh, he's ready to plead guilty, but they're saying no, no, no. You, you can't plead guilty yet because if Rainer dies, uh, this charge is going to be upgraded to involuntary manslaughter. So the judge is suggesting Deacon says yes to a lawyer. But Deacon's ready. He's 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 defeated. Poor Deacon. That big Deacon G has just gone way down. He does still exist though. Not speaking about this. <laughs> He's not done this, anything bad yet. This was just random shots of empty courtrooms. Staring. No, no, stop it that. Very, stop it. It. Was, it was very stop. artistic, I guess. Stop it. I, I wish I was there first. I'd have a little rolled up newspaper. No, <laughs> whacking you on the nose. No, stop. Is um, that what you'd be whacking me on the nose? Come <laughs> on. Let's try better than that. You know, I like to call it your nose. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like to call you daddy. Are you happy now? <laughs> There's only one daddy. Um, <laughs> daddy Lexington. <laughs> I'll take that. Fuck it, yeah. Um, Fuck it. <laughs> that's what I say to him. Uh, so Juliet is watching the news um, and she's uh, getting ready to uh, interview for a new personal assistant. She really enjoys watching news stories. It's she weird does indeed. How much she seems to appreciate the news. What do you reckon she really enjoys a specific news channel? Is her news channel that seems to speak out to her? It's tr it's only the facts. It's it's not biased DMZ. at all. No, no, not DMZ. I'm thinking more of like a whole news channel with different subdivisions. Maybe a former judge is there. <laughs> I don't know someone who might have a who might share a lawyer with uh, someone in a certain office that's shaped in a. Overt way of some kind. No, it's got to be DMZ. They, you, you know, they've got their own channel in Nashville. Oh, so, oh, they're public <laughs> access. Oh yeah, DMZ is a public access yeah. program. They're on the up and up. 
Um, they have crazy people in Nashville coming on doing an hour of random talk. They have a phone in, like, uh, you know, people complaining and people are just phoning in and saying, you know, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm from West Philadelphia. In fact, I was born and raised there. Um, <laughs> wow. and, uh, people okay. were causing trouble and I had to move to Nashville. And then they have to realize, oh, shit, now we just got that we, two years later. And then there's one hour of DMZ, yeah. which is well-produced. And then suddenly Will Ferrell and Adam McKay bring it to a uh, cable network and it doesn't quite succeed as well. And ultimately uh, DMZ starts their own podcast <laughs> and tries to get a new TV show going and then starts a Twitch stream during the pandemic and gets some other big name celebrities. And somehow Woody Goldberg gets onto a live stream, 20, 12 hour broadcasts somehow. And it's fucking insane to hang out with Woody Goldberg for an hour on that show. Things like that. This is a very specific detail. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> Um, I'll do you a Chris Gethard riff if anyone knows Chris Gethard that's the riff I'm going on if you don't know Chris Gethard that is a deep deep (laughs) deep cut Um, but let's talk about the main thing here Um, where's Emily Um, she's in Paris yeah she's gone to Paris we all know that well Juliet's album uh, is going to be dropping tomorrow but everyone is talking about Raina because Raina is back hold up a second do you remember the 30 Rock episode no. In which Tracy Jordan's wife announces she's going to release a record. Now she's famous. Uh, slightly. She has that great line, my album, my album is dropping, is dropping. <laughs> and anytime anyone says an album is dropping, or album or dropping, it's always my album, my album is dropping, is dropping. <laughs> That's brilliant. That is quite just... good. Um... I mean, I'm not a fan of Mr. Mayor. But t- and Kimmy Schmidt was very breakable. But 30 Rock? 30 Rocks. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the Sesame Street gag. Yes, 30 um, rocks. But yeah, uh, well, yeah, Juliet's album's dropping tomorrow, but um, Raina is up in the charts because, you know, she's in a coma, so all the fans are listening to her music. Now, um, are they now buying the album? Is it the thing <laughs> like the uh, guy who uh, was kicked off SNL and then brought back on SNL and then turned out after he'd shaken Chris Red's hand. Chris Red did a tweet. He's like, he shook my hand. Then he maybe yes used the N-word. What the F? <laughs> Who now people, now he's revealed as a racist. Yeah. People were buying his album like That's in support weird. of racism. Is it that kind of thing? Now they're buying the album because they want to support Coma? Yeah, they're supporting Coma. They're supporting um, Coma. Julia is not happy that she has to compete with a saint in the Coma. <laughs> um, you seem to relish in this. Um... Because Juliet's back to her old self. Yeah. See, so immediately, <laughs> immediately, it's not caring about human condition whatsoever. She has no empathy what, at all. It's all about, wait, my record numbers? Your record numbers? <laughs> she grew in season oh, one, and now she's right back to where she started. <laughs> <laughs> Admittedly, she devised some sort of sentient shelving unit destruction, but at the same time, <laughs> she did seem to have a lot of humanity to her, and then immediately she's like Queen Pitch again. <laughs> Well, um, the new, um, the possible new PA, uh, personal assistant. So new up, um, and she, first thing, the first thing she says to him is, tell me you're an orphan because the woman you're replacing has a sick relative, which has been very inconvenient for me. Poor Emily, having to deal with a sick relative. All the way in Paris. Away. Yeah. She has to go and study, you know, health at the Sorbonne. But the way, the main thing to know is there's no way... Juliet is letting uh, rain old Rainer songs tank her record. Now, name some of the old Rainer songs. Um, 
Bit of Memories. That, that's an old one, isn't it? Yeah, that's kind of old. Yeah. Um, so and the others. year old. Can you not name three more? N- not to hand. Can you? No, but you you know Rayla James more. You, you're in the country music world. I know, world. but all I've got in front of me is... I can uh, name you three more um, <laughs> Velvet Revolver songs if you're that no, desperate. Thanks. Moving on. Um, Scott, we're, we're back at a Bluebird. Hey, first episode we're at a Bluebird. Um, Bluebird! And with a Scarlet. And she's um she's she's with talking who? to... With Scarlet and Avery. Oh, and yeah, she's given, I'm she's, okay with Avery. He's a roadie. Oh, you like Avery? Okay. And the roadie um, knows what the roadie knows. The roadie knows that you wear black clothes and you hide us in the shadows of the stage. Um, well, she's given Avery a drink on the house because it's her last night. Um, and her friend... <laughs> and she's just saying, you know, everyone gets everything for free. Yeah. All the last... art on the walls, any instruments lying around, <laughs> boom, up for grabs. The deeds the to the bluebirds, who cares? <laughs> You're in the strip hole now. <laughs> um... And uh, her friend Zoe Dalton, played by Chaley Rose, um, turns up. Chaley Rose by any other name. <laughs> still uh, the same. I didn't realise she comes into this so early, but yeah, there's a Chaley Rose. You're going to see a lot of her, uh, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's still where you I, see. I'm not sure how much more we're going to see of her. I had a little look at her um, IMDb, um, and she one of the most recent films she was in was a film called Kappa Kappa Die, which just sounds... Wonderful, and I think I might have to give it a watch. And it's directed by Zelda Williams, of all people. Robin Williams' daughter. And what has she done before that? I don't know, what has she done before that? Okay, it's just nepotism, is it? Yeah, I don't know, I just, I, I was just, look, just happened to look on her IMDb, and I thought Kappa Kappa Dai sounds like a great title for a horror movie. Oh, it's a horror movie, like the Bye yeah. Bye Like what? Like the Bye Bye Man. Yes. <laughs> R.I.P. Stacey title, of course. Um, so a couple of weeks ago. Well, anyway, Zoe has moved to Nashville, uh, so Scarlett would have a sofa to sleep on. Um, and Scarlett, in turn, seems to have given Zoe her old job, it seems. She's training Zoe up for uh, Bluebird Waitress. So or basically they're in a body swap comedy now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, now, now, okay, what kind of body swap comedy is this? Is this one in which they both go to different rooms? They say, I, don't, I hate you, I never want to see you again. Is it one where they actually have been living next door to each other the entire time and it's a boy-girl thing? Or is it one where they piss in a fountain? It's all three, strangely enough. I hope it's a piss in the fountain. <laughs> Got about that. Um... You know, I don't, I don't like it when uh, things static down. I like things when they change up. Well, we get our first song of, um, of season two already. Uh, as Avery goes up on stage to sing How You Learn to Live Alone. What do you think about this? No. No? No. This was not good. Nice and slow. This was soft. Yeah. This was not country. You like it This was not rock. This was not folk. This was nothing. (laughs) Oh, wow. This was devoid of reason to exist. So we're back to Avery being nothing. No, Avery's not nothing. Avery's not nothing. He's a roadie. All right. No, he's a singer now. No, he is um, a roadie. Along well, some warrior searching for his soul. Well, Scarlet's watching and she says she always loved that one. Uh, to which um, oh, Zoe oh, wait, says... Wait, wait, wait. Which, 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 which one she's talking about, right? Do you know All what? Right? That's, right? that's the exact questions that Zoe had. Which one? Him or the song? Oh, yes. So, so, so much with Zoe. And Scarlet says there's no talking to your performances. Because we're at the Bluebird. And you know the catchphrase for the Bluebird? 
Do you know what it is? When you hear your family. Tell me what it is. Howdy, y'all. Interrupting cow. Touche. Stanley Touche. That's a good bit. It's a good bit of business. Scooter's got the comedy. Um, well, Zoe tells Zoe says to um, Scarlett that she can't remember the last time Scarlett didn't have a boyfriend. Scarlett says she's got to learn to stand on her own. Now, that's the most important thing she's ever said. Scarlett's an independent woman now. But wait, hold on a second, though, because um, didn't Gunnar um, propose to her last episode? And didn't she obviously say yes? Because who, who wouldn't say yes to Gunnar? Who? Well, Gunner, meanwhile, is actually uh, redecorating the uh, the place that he lives with uh, Scarlet. Yeah, another shot of a random just bit of wall. No, come on. Not Gunner as well. <laughs> Gunner and Will are, de- are redecorating. Yeah, so Will's there. He's just standing around in someone else's apartment. And um, it turns out that uh, Gunner and Scarlet aren't talking every day since she said no. Gunner's back because he got dumped. Um... I'm okay with Gunner getting dumped because he does not deserve Scooter. Um, and uh, Will just wants to cheer Gunner up. And oh, he's... I know what would cheer Gunner up. <laughs> I've got three songs that will cheer Gunner up. <laughs> now, before we started recording today, I gave you three songs to listen to and you didn't know why. Um, and this is why, because Will says to Gunner... Will's hair of the dog for breakups is... Have you not heard of Friends in Low Places? Brand New Girlfriend? How do you like me now? That's how you deal with a breakup. What do you think of those three songs that I showed you today? Johnny, I never thought I hated music more than the 10 minutes or 15 minutes I had to listen to those songs. <laughs> well, come on. <laughs> I've heard Yoko Ono's weird conceptual music and they're far more engaging and interesting than that. But At least they have heart. One of these I've also of... heard the bad heart. One of these three songs is one of my favourite songs. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I think it's fun. Uh, any guesses? We've got friends in my places. No. Brand new girlfriend. Brand new girlfriend by Steve okay, Holly. It's the least offensive of the bunch. It's so fun. It's it ridiculous. Make, it doesn't make it good. It is. It's, it's, I love the slow start and then it just goes in. I got a brand new girlfriend. Because oh. I'm an asshole. We are, we are, we are, we are, we are. Do you not like any of these songs? No. They Fine. weren't music. They were obnoxious uh, money-making schemes. They're like mon- It's like money laundering in the ears. <laughs> uh, I don't... <laughs> I'm very disappointed that Ted Lexington's musical decisions are terrible. Um, I thought he'd well, be more introverted and concentrated in good music. If he really cares to become a popular star, he should know what good music is. Will's other advice to Gunner is to get drunk, get loud, and get busy. So he whips out his phone, and he makes a call. And Gunner says, "What are you doing?" And he says, "Oh, I'm trying to make an appointment to take the stick out your out your ass. Hey, because I'm funny." And he invites his 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 bit on the side, his little girlfriend, Lacey, because he's definitely straight. He's he's a straight straight man. Um, oh, he's he a macho invites... macho. <laughs> He invites Lacey for a housewarming party tomorrow night. Bring all your friends, the more the merrier, he says. BYOF. <laughs> BYOF, indeed. Um, fans of Rainer, meanwhile, are paying tribute. FORs. <laughs> FORs. 
Um, Beware of fraud. <laughs> they're, they're bringing um, candles and... There's a, there's a vigil. There is. There's a little vigil going there's on. There's a vigil. There's the balloons. News. They're trying to see if they can create up on a pavement. And Juliet's watching it on the news in bed. Um, while yeah, but she's got some sort of problem with her knee. Oh, no, it's not her knee. It's her PA. What, um, her, wait, what? Her pelvic assist? She, she stops yeah. him and she says, you know, you're done. Just just get home safe. Wait, what? Uh, he, he he sticks his head out of the uh, <laughs> out of the covers. Wait, where was his head in the first place? Where was his head indeed? For an ABC show, a Disney show. Disney owned television show. Yep. Before the opening titles, in a season two pit premiere, <laughs> was 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 having someone whose linguistic skills were quite cunning. <laughs> Golly. Um, but doesn't matter anyway because uh, Juliet doesn't seem to be in the news. She's she's in, in the mood. She's watching. Certainly not in the news. <laughs> Raina's in the news. Yeah, it's all um, Raina all the time. And. Uh, Juliet gets an idea, and she gives uh, Glenn a call, and she says, um, get me 1,000 hey, candles. Come, come down, I've got a <laughs> little bit of work you might need to do. <laughs> Can you do the alphabet with your tongue? B-Y-O-F. <laughs> um, Deacon, meanwhile, is going... Now, 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 are we aware that John Cusack might have already gone down there and found the portal into John Malkovich? <laughs> are, we, are we aware of this yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've killed Johnny Ellis. Jeez, that joke gave me COVID. Um, <laughs> Deacon, meanwhile, is going into jail, uh, and the cop that's leading him, in, him into jail says, "Oh, I hope Raina pulls through. She's got a lot of fans in here." <laughs> it's strange that um, this cop is just randomly talking to nothing. It's no, just, it's it's nothing. just kind of, kind of crazy. Still There's a. We'll get to. We'll get to why you're being a dick about this, but. <laughs> No, no, I'm not being a dick about anything. Um, and now we get to the title. See, a lot already happened. And we, we, Some we would say just... too much. Yeah, yeah, it was a long opening. But, you know, yeah, Waxman, come bad. on. <laughs> no. It's, you know, it needed to happen, you know. A lot needs to happen. First episode of the season. Some... I, I, I have just rewatched the second season of The Leftovers. The first episode of that. Yeah tells a story about new characters ah. the first, not, who are not even remotely close to related to the first season whatsoever and it's only the last five ten minutes of uh, the first hour in which old characters actually return in any way whatsoever and they're just on the sidelines and then oh. something happens it's zoe. really just nothing happening whatsoever for an hour zoe isn't related to zoe. anything that happened in season one there's a new character no she's very exactly related. what are you talking about she's related to scarlet She's not related. She's just. I know, she, yes, she is. She's her own friend. She's her own. She's she's the friend that she would be. Y O. Yeah. So she's very related to two characters. Well, she's a new Karen. character. So she's yeah. a new character, but she's yeah. established into the world that we are aware of by being only relevant to the one character that she interacts with the entire time, <laughs> who is you know the only character we ever care about on the show and uh, who we must protect. <laughs> Um, well, Juliet, meanwhile, is planning her gig. Uh, she's um, she's got a gig coming up to promote her new album, um, and she's got she's adding a song onto the set list. Um, Shelving you the band is, the, <laughs> the band is going to know it because it's a classic. Um, oh really? Scarlet's, Scarlet's turned up. Is it called Jolie? Avery's 
Avery's excited. Oh no, they can't get the right steps. <laughs> um, but uh, Scarlet's not here to see Avery. She's here to see Miss Barnes or Juliet, as we know her. Um, <laughs> she's asking if she'd consider helping with um, a loan, helping uh, to pay the one million dollar bail bond for Deacon. She's also said consider Melissa Leo. Because she knows that uh, Juliet Barnes is uh, on the Academy's voting board. <laughs> she's, well, she's, she's so excited about the fighter. Juliet says... Um, she's like, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the one who fights. Not you, not you, not you, not you, not you, and not you. Well, That's all Ju- she ever says. She's always quoting Marky Mark. <laughs> Juliet tells Scarlett to let him go. Uh, she says addicts will always be addicts. So she's not going to help. Poor Scarlet. I See? can't believe Scarlet was talking to nobody. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. All right. All right. <laughs> at least, at least it's a, it's a, <laughs> at least you, you do it for everyone, I suppose. What if Scarlet did something to hurt herself? Oh, she looked in the mirror and said "Candyman" <laughs> five times. <laughs> um, when I was Scarlet can't do anything bad to herself because she's wonderful. No, she is one. She's the best. And if she does anything to herself, it's probably for a reason. She's got an ultimate plan. It's like House of Cards, and she's Robin Wright. <laughs> um, she can do no Robin wrong. Well, now we're at the uh, housewoman party, and Gunner meets Lacey, and Lacey introduces him to her friend Savannah. Um, and I can't believe they've got Savannah in Nashville as well. Yeah. Uh, just comes he... here from Savannah, Nashville. They they want uh, Gunner they want Gunner to write them a song, but he says I can't do that. I need I need to be inspired, and Savannah mm-hmm. says I bet I can inspire you to do a lot of things. So she takes him to the famous Inspire in Shropshire. Well, meanwhile, um, Will is uh, looking across the room and he sees an old flame in the kitchen. One of uh, another guy, and it's clearly. An old friend that he's uh, he's had. He sat on a sofa. He's sat on before. <laughs> kissed on by accident. Yes, by accident. And then quickly discussed football. Just slipped. <laughs> um, Teddy, meanwhile, uh, is seeing Peggy. Um, she has confirmed that she is definitely having a baby. She's had three home pregnancy tests. Um, but it's all more than it's more than. Uh, Teddy can deal with right now. Yeah, he's going through a lot. You know, he's uh, losing a daughter. He's losing a wife. Yeah. And now he's gaining a son or daughter and yeah. gaining a wife. So if anything, everything's evening out and he's the <laughs> mayor. So he's not dealing with that much. He's dealing with perfect stasis in a never-changing oh, world. It's funny he's lucky. Because Peggy says, you said that um, having children, having children uh, opened a space in your heart you never knew existed. Why don't you have another space in that heart of yours? Yeah, um, th- th- that space was filled up by Cumberland. <laughs> but Teddy says uh, he can offer financial support, but that's all. That's not that's all. We know that. From one father to a daddy. We're back in hospital with Raina, and daddy is sat Raina's side. Um, Wait a second. Is this is this a uh, nature program? Because <laughs> we've just got a spotted... We've just spotted Lamar... Lima, Lima. Oh God, well, Lima. Um, 
Let's just let's just sit in awkward silence for a few seconds for that. I'm so sorry. Um, now, okay. Tandy's turned up. Is is Lamar? Yeah. A top. And a bottom. Or is he's he a, a powers bottom? He's a switch. A, a powers bottom. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, Tandy has turned up at the hospital. Uh, he didn't expect Tandy to be there because he wouldn't. He wouldn't be there if Tandy was there. Um, Teddy and the girls are on the way too, but it doesn't mean that Daddy has to leave. Um, and then the news starts talking about how Reno and Tandy's mum died when Reno was twelve. Um, and so Tandy and Daddy have a little talk about how he wasn't there. I'm sorry, Emma. what? Who what? who who wasn't there? Daddy. Daddy wasn't there. Daddy wasn't there. Daddy wasn't there. Daddy wasn't there. To take me to the fair. I don't know that song. Is that a song? Powers sings it. Austin Powers sings it. Oh right! Oh god! That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, some of us bought the soundtrack to Austin Powers and Gold Member in two thousand and two, and enamored with some of the work. They enjoyed Britney Spears and Beyonce. Well, yeah, Daddy's upset because we were we were freeing Britney Spears back in two thousand and two, (laughs) bitch. He wasn't there for mommy. Um, but Tandy says, you know, you're here now, so talk to Raina. Um, and he, he does, he does talk to her. She's he in says, her own world. He says, forgive me, darling, for everything. Oh. Well, Raina is in her own world, and that own world is a flashback. Whip, um, whip, whip. Deacon uh, knows that he's screwed up, and he knows that Raina's seeing Teddy. But he's still asking Raina to marry him. He's got a ring. She puts it on her finger. And they spend the night together. She says yes. But that's not how we know it goes. You know, after how season one ended, we know it doesn't end that way. So we've got more flashbacks to look forward to. What do you mean? Um, well, we cut to uh, Megan Vanoy. The no, no, Megan V. Stallion. V. Stallion. <laughs> uh, Megan Vanoy. Um, played by Christina Chang, uh, who was in Live Free or Die Hard and 24, Day 7. Sorry, um, she, she was in what Live, Free or Die, Live Free or Die Hard? Die Hard 6? Mm-mm. What's it called? Die Hard 4.0. Oh, was that the Die Hard 4.0? Mm. A good day to Die Hard is just the uh, fifth uh, installment right. of the terrible, terrible franchise. Right. That is cheap shit. Yes. And uh, the international title for those of us internationally was Die Hard 4.0 for Live Free or Die Hard because Live Free or Die is a state motto for New England. Ooh. I didn't know that. And so they realised that uh, most people wouldn't know that because most people don't care about America. And even though they might have winners of World Series in sports, no one cares about the sports they win at the World. So well, America, America is stupid. America is stupid, and we're hanging out here. Who just thought you'd come here and listen to some diehard facts at backstage at the Bluebird? Of course, Die Hard Four Point was originally a twenty-four movie, anyway. So she's been in two twenty-four movies. It was originally a twenty-four movie. God, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this actress tr- kept trying to be in diehard films and yeah. die hard, sorry in 24 installments um 
Well, uh, and now she's in Nashville. She is. You know, she's not she's in Nashville. Megan despite Bonner. being despite being a famous actor and a singer. I swear to God. Go on. Lucky for Sutherland. Ah, uh, right. You know, okay. from uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. What? Lucky for Sutherland. Oh. <laughs> You got me excited for a second there. Oh, I, oh I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If I was in your room right now, what would you tell me to do? I'd be like, we'd have to pause. I've got to watch. <laughs> no, you tell me to get. You, you tell me to get out, and I'd look at you and say, "Sorry to bother you." Oh my god! Damn it. Um. <laughs> hey, hold on a second. I just need to take the photograph. What? The photograph. Oh god, Jesus. Uh, Megan Vinoy, the court-appointed t- attorney for Deacon, says that if Raina dies, um, he's going to have a sentence of 10 to 30 years. So tell me what happened. And Deacon says, I was drunk. We crashed. My fault. Uh, and he says, I don't know what you're trying to dig up or sniff out, but you're pissing me off, so I'm going back to my cell. Don't waste your time with me. He's written himself off. Poor Deacon. And so have you. Poor you. Poor me. Poor you. Another Poor drink. me another glass. <laughs> um, well, we're back at the hospital. Always at this bloody hospital. Um, Rain, they're hospital. bringing Raina out, com- out of the coma. Um, and Teddy and the girls have turned up. And it's not a very good time to look at that because it's not very nice. Isn't it? It's quite, oh, it's, it's quite horrific, isn't it? What's wrong? Okay. They, they, they bring her out of the coma and her arms start to... She looks like a vampire rising out of a coffin. It's it's uncomfortable. I don't like it. I mean, I, I'll have to say I've not seen many vampires nor been near any coffins. So um, your point of reference is kind of lost on me. Could you make it more universal? <laughs> you, you just pitched your live free or die hard. I want you to give me the uh, die hard 4.0 of this metaphor. Oh, or somebody, or just image. Um, it's <laughs> it's like when uh, when Jack Bauer nearly dies at the end of day seven and then rises back from the dead from his hospital bed. Hospital bed. There we go. I mean, God, I can't wait to we watch twenty four because we're watching on Disney's uh, Disney Plus's Star. Yes, we are. We are indeed. We, we, we are we are binging twenty four, but in between every episode of twenty four to make up the uh, twenty minutes that we uh, lose of the hour, we're also watching an episode of Cougar Town, <laughs> which is the top of the star when they made the uh, title treatment of all the titles really? coming to star on the star. Cougar Town was the tippity top. <laughs> tippity top. Do you know why? Why? Because the cul de sac crew are the best. What? what? Oh, I thought it was because Cougar like Cougars like younger. No, no, I, no, I'm pro, I'm pro, pro I'm, this is a pro Cougar Town podcast, because okay. Cougar Town uh-huh. is one of the great, wonderful show, hangout shows, where everyone is nice to each other. It's all funny jokes and being nice to each other for six seasons. Well. It's wonderful, and uh, now everyone can watch it on Disney Plus, and just, and you should definitely do that. You should give up on Nashville, and we should do a Cougar no. podcast. Well, no, yeah. sorry to bring the mood down, but um, we're at Peggy's Ultrasound now. Um, well, and... what? And they say to her, the, the person doing the ultrasound for her says, oh, we can record the heartbeat and you can have it on a little um, CD. And show it I to mean, I, I know um, it's a music city, but just recording demos at <laughs> this point is just, it's, it's starting a little too early. 
Um, well, it's not starting at all here because unfortunately there's no heartbeat. You can't hear your heartbeat because Peggy has miscarried. See, a lot is happening this week. It's only the first episode of season two, and a lot is happening. They're setting too up much. A lot. too much. One might say too much. We yeah. might have to make this a two-parter. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to power through here. That was through. See, the um, joke is that the actor Powers Booth is on the TV show, and we love Powers Booth. We love him so much. Well, Juliet is on stage. Um, she's promoting her album. Do you know what the album's called? Oh, I'm Sorry. number one. <laughs> it's not called it's, Sigh. It's, it's based on the hit song Constantine the Frog sings <laughs> to Ricky Gervais in the hit movie Muppets, Against, uh, Muppets Most Wanted. Nope. It's called Inside the Dream. Um, and she's performing, she's singing, well, she's not singing at this point, she's talking to the audience. She's talking to F. Murray Abraham, says, who then turns <laughs> to her and says, play me something from Inside the Dream. Well, she says, um, she says to her, you know, let's give it up for Raina James. I'm sorry, that was a perfect up. reference for Inside Lewin Davis, anyone doesn't get it, fuck up. This <laughs> is a music up. podcast, that's the ultimate music movie. She brings up, um, some images of her and Raina together. And she says, I'd never imagined I'd share the stage with my idol, let alone my mentor and friend, and now she's both. And referring to, of course, Avery, Raina. who is on stage. Avery is on stage. D- despite the fact that uh, he was only there to change guitars as a Rudy. Yep, but now he's he's been bumped up because, you some, know, she's, For some reason, he's still on stage. And, he's uh, missing... Well, she, she doesn't have a guitarist anymore because Deacon's in prison. No, no, she doesn't oh, have a guitarist sorry, because uh, she had a guitarist and then he just uh, he just disappeared. He, uh... <laughs> so funny. Um... <laughs> he was one of the two percent. I'm getting noises. <laughs> <laughs> the guilty remnant are coming around now. I'm so into the leftovers again. I'm just loving <laughs> the leftovers, and I can't believe the leftovers happens happening or natural at the moment. So many characters are just suddenly disappearing. Um, well, and yet Nora's still struggling. <laughs> Raina says, without, uh, uh, Juliet says, without Raina and her inspiration and influence, um, Juliet would never be here right now promoting her new album, launching her new album. So she sings a song for Raina called This Love Ain't Big Enough. What do you think about this one? This is a weird song. It is a weird this song. This is a weird song. <laughs> it's a Western. Yeah. Because it yeah. contains a shootout. It does. <laughs> shootout. Like a Western. It's just, it's just high noon. They do indeed. They don't discuss thick new with Nick Thune. <laughs> disappointing. I think they should have more references to uh, comedians in music. <laughs> you I like... mean, you would die for a Bill Burr song. Oh yeah. Or well, at least a Bill Burr bridge. <laughs> Eight bars of Bill. Did you? Uh, did you like the song? No, I oh. thought it was too weird. I thought the chorus, there's a there's a rhyming scheme in the first part of the chorus, which is completely lost in the second part of the chorus, and thus it just becomes words. And it's just, what, what, why? What, what, why? What, what, why? See, that's more of a song. Give me that. <laughs> we're, we're not doing so good with the soundtrack, though. Um, no, no, we're not. Andrew well, is not a happy bunny. We're back at the, um, let's go back to the housewarming party, because Will has taken his old flame aside. Um... And, and he's asking, is this burning? The guy the guy says, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were going to be here. And Will says, well, I live here. Damn Hold on a second. The old flame is a, 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 a ma, ma, man? A guy. A guy. And 
Will says, does he say, do you think this is funny? I think he says, and he says, no, I think this is incredibly sad. No, I think this Will's is a TV still... drama, he says. And Will gets rough, yeah. but not in a good way. I thought it was for a second. It was almost going to be. They, they, was, get, they uh... get close and they're about to kiss, and then he says, what are you doing? And he pushes them away, and um, Gunnar and uh, his turn up. And uh, he says, oh, you'll never guess. This guy was making a pass at me. Um, and the guy leaves. And It's Gun- a bit like uh, that love scene in, uh, what's it, uh, Matthias and Maxine, the Xavier Dolan film. Right. Where it starts off them fighting a little bit, and then they just go straight into fucking. Uh-huh. That's the best part of the whole movie, because then it goes into uh, letterboxed uh, widescreen. And it's mm-hmm. like uh, the classic Xavier Dolan aspect ratio change. It's only for this love scene moment. It's like, oh, finally. Finally, passions explode, and then... But, yeah, there's, there's less fucking in this show. Well, Gunnar... But there's says, more kind of lingus, so... Gunner, you know... Gunner, Gunner says to, uh, fuck on one to, hand, eat on the other, and see which one comes first. Gunnar says to Will, are you okay? This is a dirty episode. Gunnar says to Will, are you okay? And Will says, of course I'm okay. I'm gonna get off with my, my girlfriend now. Yeah. How could normal I not be... Human behavior. Normal, normal human behaviour. Normal human behaviour. He's a straight man. Straight, straight man. He is, um, you know, the, the, the most masculine human straight man. Like if, you, like if you were going to say, you know what? I think Stan Laurel is one of the great straight men. And you go, Will Lexington's a much straighter man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Juliet's no still going on about Raina on stage. Um, and she's saying to her, to the audience, um, you know, it's such a shame. I'm, we're so close, and I can't, uh, I can't tell Raina how much I miss her and how much I love her. But I'm so close. So why don't we all go to hospital together? Bring those lights they gave you, um, and come along with me, audience. And it, I was just trying to remember who was was it? Andy Kaufman, um, who uh, took everyone out for ice cream. Uh, no, it was Jim Carrey. <laughs> we took everyone out for milk and cookies. Milk and cookies, yeah. It's not exactly milk and cookies, is it? <laughs> Let's go to a hospital and shine the light outside the hospital. Hospital. Um, so they come hospital. off. <laughs> hospital. Um, they come off stage, and uh, Avery comes to speak to. Um, Juliet and says to, to the road crew and apologise for not helping them out in lugging some of the gear. <laughs> he says, uh, a, "There were a lot of there was a lot of you in those photos of Raina. Um, you know, just a friendly observation." And he says he's going to the Bluebird because well, hey, Bluebird, um, because there's a party going on for Scarlett's last shift at the Bluebird. The Bluebird, um, to which. Juliet says, you know, she's just not that into you. And he says, I've not seen that film. Um, and she chucks the light behind her and she's on her way to the hospital. Oh, there's a lot happening. There is a lot happening this week. No? I, I've just had to get the lyrics to Tenacious D's Roadie up to oh. make sure I haven't missed out on any of the references. And I, I've pretty much nailed all of the key ones that have the word roadie attached to a meaningful purpose of Avery's job description. Good I'm pretty happy with myself. I'm good at this game of referencing things because that's all I know. Well, um, and the roadie Teddy, knows that he wears black clothes. Teddy and Maddie are at the hospital and they're talking, and uh, 
like Maddie like a father this. and a daughter would do. Well, Maddie's saying it's it's crazy. You know, he was Uncle Deacon and now he's my dad. Mm. And Teddy says, "No, he was your biological father, but I'm your dad, and Daddy's your daddy." So yeah, that's all that scene is. Uh, yeah. Flashback. <laughs> we get another flashback, um, and uh, it turns out Deacon was drunk. Raina's not happy. She says, "Were you drunk last night when you asked me?" And he says, "Asked you? Asked you what?" Oh, he didn't even remember he asked her to marry him. How many girls has he asked to marry when he's been drunk? Well, he asked to marry Scooter one time, and that was awkward. Yeah, it was awkward. <laughs> it was just weird. Which is weirder when Scarlett said yes. But that was because he had gone through um, Juliet's wormhole and entered the uh, mind of Gunner. Weirder still when um, when Will turns up and he says, what the fuck? thought you were marrying me. Strange. Um, well, Scarlet, meanwhile, has come has gone to see Deacon. She's in prison, and this is the moment. Ah, this is the moment where Andrew doesn't like. Oh, now now Deacon doesn't exist because he treated Scarlet mean. But Deacon is going through a lot, right? God, those scooters. She's getting a new situation. She is she's out of her old house. Yeah, yeah, she's grown up. She shared with two lovers at this point. Yes, <laughs> she's out uh, of. Her old gig, and she's having to understand that maybe the gig she's currently going for to be a performer on a label might not go because the person who is running the uh, label is in a coma. Deacon's in prison because of her uncle who decided to go and get drunk again. Well, Deacon figured that coming down to see uh, and then he suddenly disappeared in a weird, <laughs> weird moment. He says, "I figured coming down here was the only way to stop you from coming." Um, and she says there's a lot of people praying for Raina and there's a lot of people praying for you too Uncle Deacon who is right there in front of me existing um, a lot of people praying for you too because they're Christian bad yes and Deacon says well you know how you can help me you can sell my house um, and get rid of everything because um, I'm going to be here for the long for the long run I'm in this um, long haul says nobody and uh and Scarlet says, you're like a father to me. Uh, and, and Deacon doesn't like that. Idea. Yeah, she says this to nothing. He, and suddenly she no. starts feeling really bad. <laughs> because because there's like this really intense music and a really weird close-up shot of nothing. And if there was someone there, they'd probably be saying something so horrible that they shouldn't exist anyway. Yeah, well, okay? he, says, he says, I'm nobody's damn father. And don't you dare call me that. And slams his hand on the glass and, and, and gets her upset. No, it's not nice, but it doesn't mean that he that he doesn't exist anymore. Okay, does. he can't just do this. No, I can do anything I want to do in my world of protecting <laughs> scooter from all the horrible people. This isn't wonder vision. Doesn't matter. <laughs> this is scooter um, vision. <laughs> Please stand by. Well, Please stand by. Please stand by. We're back at the uh, the housewarming party, and Savannah is all over Gunner. Savannah's gone through a breakup too. And she, it's a long party when you think what, about it. It is a long party, but tell you what, because it goes through visiting hours. One of the things uh, Savannah's missing because she's she's it's an accent. <laughs> she's just had a breakup. One of the things she's missing is um is all the sex that she used to have. All so um so she just jumps right on Gunner, but he can't do it. He can't. He can't. I mean, have a rebound. could you imagine being so desperate to do that? That that is that is a dry spell and a half to look at Gunner and go, yeah, okay. Oh. 
God. Um, well, yeah, Gunner can't can't do the rebound thing, and he says, you know, I've I've gone through a breakup too. Um, and yeah, she's, she's just this wonderful, wonderful girl who collected yogurt, and then I just, <laughs> just kind of broke her. <laughs> he says, um, he says, you know, this is her sofa that we're sat on right now, and this is where we first anyway. Um, and she, Savannah says, well, you need to get her out of your head. And he says, well, how do I do that? Now, this sofa, was this one that Avery and Scarlett shared as well? Probably. So it's not really sentimental in that sense. It is to Gunner, though. Right, well, it's he should also understand that, it's, you know. Well, it's, it better not but, be that, sentimental. That you know what roadies get up to. <laughs> it better not be sentimental because the sofa is chucked on the fire outside. And um, Gunner doesn't exist the anymore. Fire... Yeah. <laughs> it's good the for fire... the sofa forever. The fire gets out of control. Does it? So, well, it's supposed to, yeah. Does it really? Well, it goes. What up. happens? Does, does it get so out of control that it actually crashes a car and pushes its radio <laughs> into a coma again? Because they were definitely because the fire was definitely driving. <laughs> so Deacon's fire now. <laughs> okay. Um, well, Juliet has arrived at the hospital. She uh, the car pulls up. She steps out and she thanks all her fans for joining her. Um, all of her fans. She turns, she turns back, turns around yeah, to go. An intimate in... performance at a hospital where all of her fans are there, and she there's turns... some shelving units who have got some real LPDIs. <laughs> eyes. She turns around to go into the hospital, uh, and Glenn says, "You know, they're probably not going to let you in." She's like, "It's alright. I don't want to. I don't want to look at it anyway. I can't. I couldn't deal with it." Um, and then, um, and then miraculously, uh, Maddie... they give her some scrubs and say, "Okay, now you can do some operating." Then. <laughs> and then Maddie turns up, and the uh, the shelving unit in the crowd <laughs> <laughs> narrows its eyes, <laughs> and the music from Kill Bill starts. <laughs> It's James Bond now. <laughs> Maddie rushes in, uh, and she has a little heart to heart with uh, Juliet. Now they're the same she size. Says... <laughs> they can actually do an eye level shot. And she says to Juliet, "Nobody understands, and she's got no one to talk to." So Juliet takes Maddie's phone and says, "Ha! It's mine now." Um, no, she she doesn't. She uh, she takes Maddie's phone and she puts Maddie's. She puts her number in her she phone. She puts Maddie's number. <laughs> Call yourself <laughs> someone who cares. <laughs> It'll go to voicemail as well. <laughs> um, and Juliet says, you know, I care and you can always call me. Uh, and then Maddie says, well, basically what happened is that I saw uh, some uh, birth certificate stuff. It turns out Deacon's my dad and then Deacon tried to kill my mum. <laughs> and Juliet's just there like, okay, I'm going to store this for later. Thanks. <laughs> Um, well, uh, the next note I've got is Scarlet late for going away party. That's all that happens in that scene, I think. Is it? No. Yeah, yeah, it is basically because um, Gunner turns up later. Um, let's go. Scarlet late. <laughs> Scarlet late for a going away party. Uh, Juliet sees Raina in hospital. Raina doesn't answer. So rude. Um, <laughs> she's in a coma. Um, and Maddie says, you know, I keep waiting for, for mum to open her eyes, but she never does. Um, oh, well. and she's dead. End of show. 
and she says to Rachel, she says to Juliet, "Do you miss your mum?" And uh, Juliet says, "You know, when I was a kid, she'd play Rainer's music all the time. Isn't that sweet?" And here I am looking over a, a lifeless body. <laughs> Is Juliet? I don't remember. Did she have a mother? <laughs> yes, but we dare not speak her name. Oh, okay. I forgot. You it's must so, not. It's been so long. Right, go on. One, one for the road, shall we? No, we already. We, we, if there was any for the road, that was last year. <laughs> new okay. season, new jokes. All right, fine. We're, fine. We're, we're, we're all new, <laughs> except for all the bits we've already referenced. So, <laughs> yeah, Ted Lexingtons and Scooters and Dead to Me's. <laughs> um. Well, uh, we've got another flashback, and Tandy is trying to keep Raina away from Deacon. She's she's come back to the house, and uh, Deacon's drunk inside. Raina's upset because she, Raina's pregnant. You know what she's gonna what she's supposed to do, and Tandy oh, says what well, she's gonna do. Tandy says, says, "Well, do you do you want him to be the father? Do you have any idea what could happen to him or to the baby if you let that happen? You could end up in a car crash." Um, and we're back in jail. Way Megan oh, no. stand up, and she's figured it out. She says Reno was not behind that wheel. What you just you admitted that you were driving. She, I think you mean the other. Reno was behind that wheel. Yeah, Reno was behind it. What was I saying? You were saying other way. You were saying that uh, hey, Deacon, she's figured out everything Reina. you said was correct. Yes, and you're not just covering. <laughs> So I can't, you know... And that's the end of season three, because nothing happens. <laughs> um, now, yes, so yeah. she figures out that uh, actually... Raina was behind the wheel. Raina was the one driving, so it was her at fault. Yeah. For the crash. Um, Question. So there was an episode, uh, My uh, yes, Mother, The Car, of Arrested right. Development, right. in which uh, there is a... you know, um, Michael is driving his mother, Lucille, and um, there is a car accident because there is a moment when uh, there's someone driving a Segway and uh, she says, give him a little, give, give him a little bump to scare him, put, put, put a scare into Job because right. he wasn't, he didn't attend my birthday party. Uh-huh, right. And uh, then there's a car crash and Lucille says, uh, you know, well, you know, you would, you, it was you driving this whole time. You were the one who did this. It was all you. But actually, mm. she was the one driving. Mm. She was the one driving, and she blamed her son because she has too many uh, dints, dents on her license because she's bad at parking and driving, and, you know, she's a mean old queen. Now, so this... over the course of the episode, there are clues revealed as to, wait a second, my, my, my short-term memory was lost, but why have I got... Uh, why was I hit on there? head from the back and not from the wheel oh because there was a rock that was sitting in the back and things like that and evidence that piled up from the passenger side only now this car crash was it called season five hey season four was also bad oh was it let us not forget season four was atrocious and when they re-edited it to make it 20 minutes instead of 40 minutes each episode it was still kind of incomprehensible and then season five was in two parts of boring ah. um <sighs> Well, uh, yeah, Maggie says... Disappointing to, show, don't go back. Maggie says to Deacon that, um, you know, his reckless actions probably con- contributed to an accident, but he didn't commit a crime. I still feel like that should be a crime. Like, it was because of him that she crashed. Not really, though. 
Yeah, well. Not really. She could have pulled over and handled that situation. Okay, yeah. When when you get behind the wheel, you have to take all responsibility. And that's why I do not drive, because it freaks me out the idea of having any kind of responsibility of that level. That's fair enough. It is terrifying to think you are, for a period of time, a god in a car. God in a sheet of God in a sheet of metal so big that you could actually do harm to your fellow human. No, thank you. Very bad. Do not do it. That sounds powerful to me. I still need to learn. I I really should. I do not want Um, to be near you. I (laughs) would. Well, you're behind the wheel. I am drinking. Sort of trust. No, I trust you, but I trust myself to have to be drunk enough to survive. (laughs) Fair enough. That's fair enough. And then we can Um, deal with the uh, Matthew Broderick esque. Yes, shenanigans that happened in the aftermath. <laughs> well, now we're at the after party again. Wait, no, we're not. We're at the after after party because the firemen have just left. Because after the party is the after party, but after the after party, there's the hotel lobby, and after that is the sofa set on fire that gets out of control, and the firemen have to sort it out because Gunner's a prick. Um, Thank you. <laughs> Well, Gunnar admits that he can't party his feelings away. Um, and, uh, you know, he says he, he can't be like Will stuck in the closet. And Will says he's not in any damn closet. He's in a goddamn beautiful hat is what he's in. And I mean, he's pulling it's it a good off. hat. But, it know, is a good hat. He um, could be wearing that nothing nothing else and uh, admit that uh, he's into... Other people would be wearing the same thing and have the same kind of doodles. <laughs> doodles. Uh, well, Gunner says, Sorry, dingy donkeys. Is that what you want? <laughs> Gunner says, Fuck this, I'm going to the Bluebird to celebrate. <laughs> right, uh, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I'm out of 5,000. I'm out. Um, and meanwhile, at the Bluebird, <laughs> gives a little toast to Scarlet. Uh, Gunner has turned up and um, she says, Did you come from a barbecue? Because she can smell smoke on him. And uh, he says, I've got your smoke without fire. I got you a uh, a leaving present. It's a charred sofa. Um, charred sofa. <laughs> charred, 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 charred. Um, <laughs> and um, he says he knows why. What, if, what said... if secretly in Nashville, in like season four, suddenly you start noticing that Pokemon do exist in this world. They just don't really kind of focus on the show. They're there. Voice. Weird. Yeah, weirdly. Um. Well, Gunner says to Scarlet that he knows why she said no. Uh, you know, they've got to grow up sometime. Um, and he says, unless you've got any objections, I'd like to join in the festivities. And just like that, Avery turns up on the other side of the hallway. <laughs> um, and she's right in the middle of the two of them. And she's looking and thinking, well, I mean, I don't want to be in a relationship at the moment, but for a night. Um, um Oh, he's come to say to Scarlet they, that everyone wants her to do a song. Um, and Every, everyone. Every single person there has Every agreed. There was. <laughs> her shift's not over yet. There was it. a secret ballot that everyone agreed they want one song. Exactly. And it has um, to be by Scarlet. Uh, well, she goes off to the stage and um, Ghana follows behind and Avery says can't take no for an answer can you um and Gunner says i guess that makes two of us because you're here too bitch um <laughs> no i've been saying up the equipment all night i'm a roadie <laughs> scarlet meanwhile gets up on stage and she invites um gunner up on stage with her 
to sing Why Can't I Say Goodnight? What do you think about this one? Nah. Oh, for God's sake. Nah. Not my kind of thing, is it? Fine. Well, uh, while this is playing, yeah. uh, we get montage time. First episode of the new season, montage, of course. Who doesn't love a good montage? Okay. In this montage, Will is telling Lacey to get on home because he's not in the mood because she's got boobs and he doesn't like that. Um, <laughs> Peggy uh, tells Teddy that she heard the baby's heartbeat. She didn't. She's lying. <gasps> drama. Um, Save that drama for an actual mama. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is a real cold That's piece cold. of work. Uh, Juliet is, has got tears in her eyes. Uh, she's got Raina's album and some candles around. And, um, and she's she got calls... voodoo dolls. <laughs> Pins sticking in. And a car, and a toy car that's turned <laughs> over. Um, she, uh, she gives uh, Scarlett a call and leaves her a message. Um, Deacon is in his cell. He's taken off his sling and he's in pain. Uh, Raina is in hospital. She's not doing anything that she wasn't doing before. Um, still in that coma. Um, the, song ends, <laughs> the song ends and uh, Deacon says he didn't want to sing that song. And Scarlett well, says, Gunner says, I didn't want to sing that song. Uh, Scarlett says, Why didn't you? And he says, Because you don't give up on the people you love. Because he loves her. Which Avery is watching. Um, Daddy and Tandy, meanwhile, are talking in Raina's room. Um, and uh, no, Daddy and Teddy, sorry, not Tandy. My no, Tandy's, you know, doing other things at this point. Yeah. She's probably, um, you know, creating voodoo doll of Daddy going, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're promoted again. I love you. You're, you're my favourite daughter now. Um, well, uh, Teddy says, you know, don't project your crap onto me. Um, Teddy saw the writing on the wall with uh, Deacon, and he didn't wait for um, Raina to pack her bags like uh, Daddy did with Raina's mummy. Um, but then, all of a sudden, beeping, beeping starts to happen, happen, um, and it's we're flashing back to the, to the car crash. Yeah, the beeping happens, and the alarm says "dramatic moment alarm." Yeah, very interesting to have that. Um, KJ. Well, it turns out there were no seizures, thankfully. The swelling has gone down. Um, and they are going to get ready to take Raina out of her coma. Now, did this guy go to uh, medical school to get a doctorate in exposition? <laughs> That's what, what doctors are good for in dramas. Is it? Exposition, yeah. That's why I want to watch Grey's Anatomy at some point, for all the exposition. Um, That's why I watched Austin Powers for the exposition. <laughs> all the Basil exposition. Um well, yeah, so they're getting ready to take Raina out of her coma again, and it could work this time. Uh, the family can be present, but they need to be pre- prepared for any outcome. Wrapped up, they need to have Raina, like, a gift tag on them. <laughs> Raina might not recognise anyone, anything or anyone. It could just be like Spectre. Yeah. Um, Remember that scene in Spectre when you didn't recognise anything because it was a boring film? <laughs> Sick burn! Sick burn! Um, Scarlet, meanwhile, has gone to Deacon's house. For the house. last Bond film that will ever be released. Yeah. <laughs> um, Scarlet's gone to Deacon's house. It's trashed up um, from when Wait, Deacon what happened? was last there. From when Deacon was last there. When, when he, he, he made Scarlet upset. Did he? 
What happened? Yes. I don't remember. He drank and he trashed the place and it wasn't Well, nice. those two things aren't, you know, <laughs> the same. You can't align those two things. I get well, drunk and I don't trash things. Well, Juliet turned up. Um, Am I just and... better than Deacon at everything? No one's better than Deacon. You don't have Excuse that me? big Deacon energy. It's... I think you'll find I actually do. Yeah, you kind of do. Yeah. Um, well, turns out Juliet's people are working on getting the uh, bail bond for for Deacon, the yeah, million dollar bail bond. Um, Robert Foster's there. He's trying to <laughs> negotiate the deal. Jackie Brown's there, listening to some of her music. Um, meanwhile, uh, they're taking the tube out of Raina. Uh, they need they tell her to cough as she take as they take it out. Um, and they say, you know, you're at hospital. Blink. Good that you got that specific detail. Yeah. Uh, Something they you say, just skip over, and now you're like, uh, you know, deep breath and then a cough. Yeah, deep breath and then a cough. Um, and they say you're at hospital. Blink twice if you understand. And she blinks. She blinks more than twice. I, I think she blinks 180 more times than twice. <laughs> well, she does understand. Um, and then they ask what her age is. And they say. <laughs> 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 Still waiting, she's blinking away. Well, you know, um, no one likes her when she's 23. Um, and um, they <laughs> uh, and they say, Do you see the people in the hallway just in the doorway there? Do you, do you know who they are? And it's Daddy and Maddie, it's and Maddie Daphne and Daphne, and Tandy. Powers and Tandy and Teddy. Yep. And uh, she she nods. She understands what I think they should have done. And I've put this in my notes. They should have had two families. Hold on a second. We're doing some punch up. Right. <laughs> Go on. They should have had two families. Right. And gone. The captains you know the and the Montagues. Do you know who the people on the left? And it's not her family. And she goes, yeah, yeah, I know them. Oh, oh it's no, a sort prop- of line up situation. <laughs> yeah. Put her back in the coma. She's lying. <laughs> She's she's in the middle of them, and they're saying, you know, go to which family you think is yours, <laughs> and they all get on their knees like, come here, man, come here, good girl, good girl. Turns out one of them was holding peanut she's, butter behind she's there. She's a human woman. How dare you disrespect her like that? Oh god, she is Queen Connie. Um, well, King Deacon is being released from prison. Um, someone's confirmed that he wasn't driving. Um, and that summer, someone was Raina because she's conscious. <gasps> What? Um, whip, whip, whip. Makes you wonder what's happened to that one million dollar bail bond, though. What do you mean? Well, because Juliet's people were working on it. Yeah. So do you think her people took the million dollars? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we paid. <laughs> but by the time they got there, they're like, oh, he, he's been raised. And they're like, Juliet doesn't need to know about this. <laughs> so what, are they all going to go to Paris as well? Yes. They're going to go and see Emily and Paris. That's Hang season... out with the Sorbonne. <laughs> That's season three. Now, now, now <laughs> the thing, the thing is that when they get there, what they'll find is that uh, in Paris, outside, right. it may be raining. Oh, but in here, it's entertaining! <laughs> I thought you were going to say something about the lights inspiring you. <laughs> no, because we're at the Moulin Rouge! Um, because we're going, going, going! Well, Tandy has bumped into someone from the attorney's office. They're still wanting her to bring evidence to support. They really want to uh, take well, down Lamar. Yeah, they really want to take, take down Daddy. Um, take Daddy down. Daddy take Daddy, Daddy down. Uh, and have you, have you played out... the ball game, Daddy Takedown? <laughs> no. It turns Don't out take down got... Daddy. 
you've got to go across the whole of Nashville. Make sure Daddy doesn't wake up and then get arrested. Well, they've got evidence to support uh, Daddy. What's he done? Some sort of money laundering? What's this? A business proposition? What's he been up to? What, what are they insinuating now? He was involved in Mummy's death. No, no, An he just—he he wasn't there for you know what happened. She had a car crash. It was an accident. That accident was no accident. But no, but the, you know, the family. And to make matters even worse, he's alone with Raina outside the hospital. Uh, Raina's saying she's just got to live her life, you know. Um, and he says uh, it's best to leave the past behind. And cut to credits. What's going to happen next? See, a lot has happened this week. We've got a lot. Of, we had a lot of catching up to do. Where... Some people, and I'm not going to name names, would say too much has happened. <laughs> yes, I tried to power through it as quickly as possible. It's a wax job. <laughs> um, I mean, for season two, are you are you still into this? Are you still invested, interested? No. You're not interested anymore. Too many Come people were, were mean or kind of trying to drag Scooter down, and I'm not interested in that. I want to see her happy at the record label, that the imprint that uh, Rain has worked on, and I want to see her successful and happy. Well, you're going to like this show, because she, she's got a lot of powerful moments coming up. I just want to see her happy. I want to see her smile in front of a crowd who appreciate her, and she sang a beautiful song with her wonderful voice that she's written herself, and it means something to everybody, and everyone agrees, this was great. We appreciate her. We hope she has a long, happy, sustained life full of rich moments. Not just rich in terms of wealth, but rich in terms of friends, family, loved ones, support, connections. Well, speaking and of support. No, no one being an arsehole and just trying to say, Who said no to me? So don't knock you anymore. <laughs> I would we... burnt down the sofa where we had sex. <laughs> Well, where can Ooh, we? Where you can probably we... bought that sofa pretty cheap, and it could have got someone else who might have needed it. It just needed a bit of Febreze. Well, where can we support you and your uh, crusade against anyone who goes up against Scarlet? Uh, you can find me at Scooter Team Forever <laughs> on Twitter. That's uh, EVA. <laughs> and also uh, at ETH, A N R U N T, on Twitter. <laughs> Um, you can find me, thank you for asking, at movie underscore mad on Twitter. Um, you can find us at uh, bluebird underscore pod, pod on Twitter, bluebird pod on Instagram and on Facebook. Facebook.com slash bluebird pod. Bluebird pod at hotmail.com. Email us. Yeah. Um, and listen to Are You Moving Mad every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. <sighs> What's this week coming up? Week. What is this week coming up? I think this next week coming up is... Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we're a week away from coming to America, so we might as well hang out with Eddie Murphy, right? Oh, why not? It's been a lifetime. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe we just hang out with him. Not that we're announcing well, anything for next week. Until um, until next week, though. I until mean, next week when we're hanging back out in Nashville. We're, 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 we're staying backstage at the Bluebird. Backstage at Bluebird, yeah. For the whole week. I've I've got no no bits here. We're just Me working hard. It's been a long it's been a long episode. Or would you say we're hardly working because we spent an hour and a half talking and watching Nashville? We're working hard. We're very working hard. 
some of us are working hard just for the fighting against those who decide to oppose our scooter. <laughs> Queen. 